friends, this is Liz Carney. My pronouns are she and her, and I'm an ordained Presbyterian Church USA pastor, bringing you a bit of bonus content for our hashtag Wrestling with Roman series. For years now, my family has been planning a trip to Italy, and well, we are finally here. <laughs> I did not plan my being in Rome, where I am right now, recording this in my hotel room with the end of our Wrestling with Roman series, but life is weird, and here I am. I've spent the last few days in Rome. I leave in about an hour for Florence, and I just couldn't get y'all out of my head, especially during my visit to the Roman Colosseum yesterday. I thought I would pop in here to share some dot connecting that was lighting up my brain as I walked through the breezy corridors of this public torture chamber here in the heart of the Roman Empire yesterday morning. The Colosseum held somewhere between 40 and 70,000 people and was the place those criminalized by the Roman Empire were publicly executed with the kind of horrifying pageantry only a true death cult could produce. Like there was a real industry in Rome around mopping up the blood of those murdered in the Colosseum with sponges and selling it for its quote-unquote healing properties. Not making that up. Here are a collection of things I learned yesterday that hit different after wrestling with Romans alongside you this summer. The Colosseum is unreal in size. And my family kept commenting to each other that we could not believe how massive it was, or it is. Except the more we learned about it, the less unbelievable that size became, because the scale and grandeur of that structure are directly tied to Rome's desecration and destruction of the Jerusalem Temple in 70 CE, as one plaque next to the umpteenth marble pillar I saw yesterday told me. The wealth stolen from the destroyed Jerusalem temple and the Jewish people enslaved by Rome as a result were what Rome exploited to fund and literally build the Colosseum in the years directly after destroying the temple. In fact, as I walked with our tour guide out of the Colosseum up the hill towards the emperor's palace, we walked right up to the Arch of Titus which was built by Emperor Domitian in 81 CE to commemorate Domitian's brother Titus and his father Vespasian's crushing of the Jewish rebellion through their destruction of the Jerusalem temple. It includes a carved scene of a Roman victory procession carrying the temple's menorah back to Rome. Very few free men fought in the gladiator games. Those fighting for the entertainment of spectators were prisoners of war or deemed criminals by Rome, condemned to death or forced labor. Their deaths were intentionally public because they were meant to set an example. Gladiators were dressed in the, army, in the armor of Rome's enemies the general public, most of whom were very poor, the quote-unquote plebeians, were welcomed to the Colosseum for free to watch gladiators fight to the death. A gladiator could ask for mercy at the end of a fight, cum missione in Latin, 
or be killed, sine missione. This choice was in the hands of the emperor, played out in a sick drama before the crowds of people at the end of some of the gladiatorial fights. In this Wrestling with Romans series, we have talked a lot about how Paul is finding ways to tell Gentile members of the church, listen, Rome does not love you. Rome will not keep you safe. Rome is what makes you unsafe. Don't believe their lies that they tell you. If you go along with their oppression of the Jewish people, you'll get enough cachet with them for you and yours to escape their violence. And I couldn't unknow that as I peered over the edge of the second level of the Colosseum's huge archways yesterday into the ruins of cages at the structure's base. Cages that for several centuries held beloveds in terror before they were executed for sport. This massive torture stadium was built after Paul wrote Romans, and it is like walking through all of Paul's warnings about the empire fully realized. Inside this Colosseum, the emperor and wealthy Romans were telling a story at every gladiatorial fight. One, they wanted the poor in Rome, i.e. most of the people who lived there, to see and believe so badly that they gave them free tickets to the carnage that unfolded there. Those are the ones you really have to be scared of, they said, as they dressed gladiators in the garb of the empire's enemies. Definitely not us, who have enslaved the Jewish people, desecrated their holiest site, and used the wealth we stole there, as we wildly overtax you to the point of real poverty, by the way, to build this public execution stadium. Step out of line with our program of domination, and you're next they said, as they offered the poor free tickets to see for themselves exactly the kind of public execution they would face if they resisted. The best way for you to survive is to accept our screwed up form of justice, they said, as the emperor would have the opportunity to quote unquote grant mercy to a gladiator begging for his life. It was part of the whole spectacle meant to enshrine the emperor as God and give him an air of benevolence that is the exact lie necessary to make those watching believe they can achieve safety if they will just submit and obey. There's more things I could share here, like how I saw the cross fascist dictator Benito Mussolini re-erected in the Colosseum to win points with local Catholics as he rose to power, <laughs> or that founders of America designed Washington, D.C. to be what they called a new Rome, or that they chose the eagle, Rome's military symbol, as America's national bird. But that is enough for now. I walked away yesterday with a deep grief and rage in my bones, seeing in such a visceral way how empire, what I think Paul means by powers and principalities, keeps getting reinvented by those in power to come after our beloveds. I also walked away with renewed clarity about what we are all here to do.
to spend our lives resisting this death cult in every way we can, with every breath we take and for as long as we are alive. The Colosseum is a symbol to remind us that the empire does not love us. It will instead literally mop our blood off the floor and sell it for a profit. But we are still here, and we are still resisting. Which tells me that our God, who is love, still lives. Sending you my love, friends. Until next time. Oh.